I'm Laura Harper-Lake. And I'm Sarah Reitzman, and you're you're listening listening to Creative Guts. Listeners, thank you for tuning in to Creative Guts. Today we're talking with animator, filmmaker, and artist Alex Keown. Some of the content in this episode may sound familiar since Alex is the other half of the Rockwater Film Festival alongside a past guest, Darcy Blake. Let's get right into this episode of Creative Guts with Alex Keown. Thank you so much for being on the show, Alex. It's so great to have you here on Creative Guts. Oh, Laura and Sarah, thank you for having me. (laughs) I've known you for a few years now, not closely, but I've met you through the Rockwater Film Festival and Wrong Brain. So I'm excited to pick your brain and get to know you on the show. Why don't we start off by you telling us about being a filmmaker and an animator? When did you start creating film? I guess, yeah, I started creating film pretty early in my childhood, not necessarily even with a camera, but just playing with toys. I think a lot of filmmakers, kind of a lot of animators as well, kind of find their way into their creative process through playing with toys, playing with uh, dolls and action figures. And then in high school, started making some short films with friends. Uh, In high school, we made like karate films and and stuff like that and tried to emulate action movies. And then went on to film school. In film school, I kind of discovered my love for animation and became self-taught in animation. And now I guess I'm an animator by trade. So, (laughs) Did you grow up in New Hampshire? I did, yeah. Oh, cool. And did you go to school in New Hampshire or did you go out of state? I, I grew up in central New Hampshire in Holderness on Squam Lake. And then I went to school at Keene State College and went through their film department. Very cool. Very cool. So tell us a bit about your films. I've seen some, but to explain to the audience, what kind of movies do you like to make now? I like to make short films and, um, well, more recently, just kind of like little animated blurbs, as I call them, uh, like hashtag shorts. Um, (laughs) And I usually, uh, I've been working um, with animation for maybe the past 10 years or so, creating hand-drawn animations and then kind of progressing into 3D animation so the kinds of films I like to make are little worlds. That's cool. Yeah, on your biography, actually, you put it really well. You said, I want to use my skills in animation and videography to create characters, build universe, and tell stories that make our own world a more humane, wholesome, and whimsical one. And that really, you know, sums up the beauty of creativity in general. Like we're creating for others and and just making the world a better place in that way. So I feel like I see that through your work a lot. I really love um, uh, Sphere Meets Cube. Yeah, Cube that, Meets Sphere. Am yep. I getting it right? <laughs> Cube Meets Sphere. Yep. That's That was the last uh, short film I created. Was that at the Rockwater Film Festival one year? Two years ago. Nice. Yeah. That, yeah. That was... Um, it started before COVID, and then that became the COVID project. And then haven't gone to do any other film festivals because it, they've been canceled for yeah. the past two years. Right. But uh, I showed it at my own film festival. <laughs> I know you guys adapted. Uh, tell us about how that how that all worked out. Uh, yeah. So Dar- my partner Darcy and I um, have been putting on a small DIY film festival in Dover, New Hampshire, for the past five years. Past two years, we've been doing it as a drive-in event because of COVID and because we like the format better. (laughs) (laughs) 
So we reformatted the the festival so that it was an outdoor event, drive-in event, and reduced it down to about two and a half hours uh, with all of the short films being under 12 minutes long. And yeah, we just really like that more condensed version of our event. Do you think you'll stick with the drive-up uh, sort of format post-COVID? Yeah, I think so. It's cool. definitely a lot more fun just to be able to gather outside and and the feedback has been really positive about it. It's really oh, cool. I loved it. We, it gave, you know, gave me a real good push to clean out my car and, and the whole thing, cleaned out the back, put a bunch of pillows in the back and then parked backwards and had the hatchback up and just like laid out and watched all these cool movies. It was so, so cool. fun and really stress-free, especially during this time. Like it was just yeah. so nice. Yeah. Your style, not just in your sort of animations and your films, but your style, I saw you do watercolors and some um, oil illustrations too. Your style is a little bit sort of like oddball in a great way. Mm. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about sort of like what you like to make content wise and sort of where you come up with your ideas? Yeah, my content is, uh, it's pretty whimsical, I guess. And it's uh, never violent, sometimes sexual. I guess it's kind of cute and whimsical, but kind of creepy at the same time. That's a perfect There's an element of emptiness, I think, to a lot of the work I do. I don't know. <laughs> there, Some of your illustrations, I'm just realizing, have this, like, I want to say vaudevillian feel or, like, mm. 1920s to 1940s, but not truly, not exactly that style, but it yeah. feels like they could be from that era almost. Like, there's something, you know, with the whimsy, maybe there's something timeless about them, I think. And mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really liked, I was scrolling through, like, the oil illustrations, and it was, like, you know, sort of oddly configured like naked people and then like cute dinosaur with a cape on and I'm like great I love the sort of like juxtaposition of those like different sort of themes and content Mm. thank you (laughs) I have a a question that's sort of in the same vein and Sarah asked me this question a year or two ago on the episode where you interviewed me so you've got narrative short films experimental films animation design and illustration watercolors and more. So when you have a concept, how do you choose which medium to tell the story of that idea? Does it, is it like intrinsically linked? Like, oh, there needs to be a short film about a square meeting a cube or, oh, this would be better 2D and I should just make an illustration, you know? I guess, how do you come up with your ideas and then where do you decide to put them, if that makes sense? (laughs) Uh, I always try to start with, um, it's, the ideal is to make a short film, I think. Mm-hmm. I think uh, for me as a creator, I'm kind of moving from short film to short film. I try to produce one every few years. It's tough, though. Yeah, it yeah. is. Laura, you create a short film. You've created a short film every year for the past couple of years, Just right? for three years now. Yeah, I did two for two years of your film festival and then one prior to that for a film class. Yeah. And yeah, it's hard. I mean... I do a bunch of stuff, but um, I don't do animation or anything like that. Like that scares the heck out of me. It's so cool and I'd love to learn it. But um, but yeah, I, li- I like to do like one a year if I can. Yeah. So you, you understand that. Yeah. Like um, you really as a filmmaker, like those are real benchmarks, I think, in your progression through life. And yeah, film short films, they can really define a section of your life, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, especially when you work um, in live action with like a cast, 
And then maybe years later, you're like, oh, those people I don't really see anymore, but they were they agreed to be extras because they were on my volleyball team, and now I don't see them. <laughs> you know? That's when I was playing volleyball. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, so to you, it's like the ultimate end game is ideally like short films. Yeah, short films. Um, and then, yeah, animation, just a, or animation, animated shorts. Mm-hmm. Um, like real shorts, like like twenty second ideas, and then painting and illustration. I hope I can do more painting and illustration someday. Um, but yeah. the animation is so time consuming right now that yeah. I don't get much time to uh, just like yeah make a single image. How long? I know that's hard to answer based on what you use and the style and everything. But like, how long can an animation film take to make? Uh, I usually spend eight months to a year on one of my animated shorts. Wow. Off and on. And then, yeah, when we were having more events, I would have to pause those projects a lot mm-hmm. to jump on, like, doing wrestling with Suze yep. or doing the Takedown Festival or stuff with Wrong Brain. And then there would be pauses for a couple of weeks and then back on to the project. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they're, I, I they're know. More, they're definitely more long form, kind of, yeah, or spending more time. I can't think of anything that correlates in anything I do that takes that long. Yeah. You know, I mean... I'll work on a body of work that might take that long, like a series of oil paintings. But even then, I, I'm i an interdisciplinary artist, so I think I have some ADD there where I just want to jump from project to project sometimes. So, like, I don't know. Usually when I make movies, they're like, it takes me a couple months. But they're very, you know. Yeah. They're just like, here's a quick little script. Here's some people. Just do whatever. Like, it's sort of loosey-goosey. Mm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. So going back to to Rockwater Film Festival, because when we interviewed Darcy, it was before this year's film festival. And we thought, how perfect. We'll interview Alex afterwards and find out how did it go? (laughs) I'd also I'd love to hear a little bit about sort of the process for choosing the films and then putting them kind of in order, because there's got to be some sort of like art to that. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. So this year went really well. Another successful event. I think we're all pleased with how it yeah. went. Yeah, just from a technical aspect, I think it went a lot smoother. Our audio is a lot better <laughs> this year. Turnout was great. And yeah, the process of selecting has kind of changed over the years. Originally, it was just Darcy and I selecting them. But now we have a panel of people that kind of take a look at all of the cool. videos. Um, we all watch them. And then we have like a several hour discussion about what we want to show at the festival. And it for me, it's really important to have filmmakers come back year after year um, and see the progression of their craft. Yeah. So you're um, saying once I'm in, I'm in? <laughs> that's important to me. But then there's also the other side of the coin that like maybe we're not letting new people in as much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a balance there. Yeah. Um, but I, I love to watch just uh, people become better and better filmmakers. So that's important to me. Um, but that's why it's great to have a panel too yeah. and kind of have a good discussion about what movies were showcasing. I know you have such a diverse range of types of films and it's just so fun to watch because you really don't know what you're going to get, what you're going to see. And yeah. I don't know, I'm always so pumped and I continued to make movies because of the Rockwater Film Festival. Oh like <laughs> I, I was like, I love that. during the pandemic, I wanted something else. So I was like, oh, I'm going to make this. And then the Rockwater Film Festival is coming up. I'm like, oh, I'm going to make that the one that's the, the Zoom horror one. I was like, oh, I'm going to make it, and I'm going to get it done in that time. And it really kicked my butt. And then this year, I wasn't sure if I was going to, and we interviewed Darcy, and she's like, hey, man, you got to do it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then I went home, and like that weekend I wrote something, and I just 
you know, so like you guys are, you know, inspiring others to make. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's what an honor. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I wonder if there are other folks that is specifically I are bet. motivated by the deadline of Rockwater yeah. Film Festival. And this that's is cool. This is the only thing I put it into. Like, I want to just have it in my local community and just see, you know, and like, um, I'm friends with, uh, a woman that you guys are friends with, Sarah Cunningham. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't, she was like giving me a massage. She's like, hey, I saw your film. <laughs> I didn't even know she was there. Oh. I didn't I didn't really see her there. And I was like, oh, dude, you were there? She's like, yeah, man, it was cool. Like spooky. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's very cool. <laughs> so it's just neat. And, you know, every like each year, different people that were in the film come. So, you know, different, more and more people get exposure to it. So it's just mm. going to grow and grow. So, yeah, I'm so excited about it. I love it. Yeah. And I assume you get a good mix of people who are local and not local and people who are maybe like a, a range of skills, like more amateur filmmakers to, to maybe more experienced folks. Yeah, definitely. And we tend to favor the more local filmmakers because yeah, it is a local yeah. kind of deal. But That's super cool. <laughs> is your day job creative too? Uh, yeah, I do video work, I guess. Super cool. Professionally. Yeah. yeah. And you've had a lot of different sort of creative, like doing some video work, like something, something with Ken Burns, maybe. I did an internship with Ken Burns, um, which is not uncommon in this state because he has a studio. Um, but yeah, I've been still cool. <laughs> it sounds really cool to me. Just a video dude in New Hampshire <laughs> doing video stuff. So in your work, it seems like you obviously, you know, you collaborate with Darcy and a lot of other folks from Wrong Brain. You know, how important is collaboration to you with making and what are some of the best and toughest parts of working with others? Yeah, I really enjoy my collaborations with other people and um, putting on these live events. The toughest part is probably just getting people together, I think. Mm -hmm. You probably know that about shooting yeah. short films. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's the toughest part is getting people together and, and everybody on the same page and not and keeping calm, <laughs> not getting too excited <laughs> on set. And then the best part is, yeah, just uh, sitting back and watching yeah. it all together. Yeah. Yeah. Has, um, has the pandemic had an impact on your sort of creativity or what you're producing or how? Yeah, definitely. Um, so during the pandemic, we had a performing arts space in Rollinsford, New Hampshire that closed down. Uh, which is where we did the wrestling events and a bunch of music events. Um, so I was a big part of putting on the wrestling events and doing all the video work for that. Uh, so we never had our year five wrestling. Mm -hmm. um, and then with the space actually closing down, it's kind of been on a permanent hold. And then, yeah, and then the, uh, the theatrical thing we do at the end of Takedown Music and Arts Festival has been put on hold, which usually takes yeah. a good chunk of my my time uh these two events kind of and then the film festival were the three big events that i do a year so yeah so more free time i guess to start an instagram which i'm, I'm a late adopter to instagram i just started <laughs> my instagram a year and a half ago <laughs> and who knows this upcoming year maybe maybe i can sit down and do another short film yeah. in my bedroom uh, another short film that's animated Oh, that'd be cool. But yeah, it's changed a lot uh, with, that, uh, with two of the three events uh, dropping out. Yeah. Or, yeah. So we'll see when they come back, but yeah. definitely miss putting those on. Yeah. Have either of you been to Music and Arts Festival, Take Down Music and Arts Festival? That went for 10 years. 
I I did like, like nine or eight years ago. <laughs> I yeah, think I went yeah. to one. Yeah, it was like a long time ago. Yeah, you know, evolved. It's like it's like the film festival. We kind of keep things a little small. Yeah, it's kind of welcoming to have like a more close knit community. Yeah, I, hopefully that doesn't make it feel closed off or anything, but it just also keeps it a little bit easier to manage. Mm-hmm. We all work like full-time jobs. And, and it's stuff. just volunteer. You're just, yeah. you're doing this to raise money for like Wrong Brain and, you know, mm-hmm. Sue's before and stuff. So, you know, yeah. Um, we were talking with Darcy about how these kinds of creative communities build more culture and value for people, especially younger people in New Hampshire. Um, did you ever consider leaving New Hampshire when you were younger you're still a young gentleman but like were you like ever like oh I want to go to school in New York City and then you're like oh I want to stay New. you know has that ever come up or did you always just like I'm always going to be a New Hampshireite yeah I think I've been pretty dedicated to New Hampshire I lived in Boston for a few years but yeah yeah the whole time I was living or anytime I go away I feel like I want to yeah. come back and oh that's so sweet I love the that. right there's, place to be yeah there's a good friend group and we've got these events that we got to put on. So yeah, yeah, I know. Could you imagine <laughs> yeah. if you guys didn't do that? Like there'd just be this big void, right? Even more, I think a lot more young people would leave. It's been a theme for some of our guests, you know, that like New Hampshire is missing something. Instead of leaving to go find it elsewhere, let's build it here, and that's really cool. And that's totally what the like Wrong Brain crew, etc., has done. Yeah, and but you can't blame people for wanting to leave. I mean, everybody has their own yeah their own cup of tea. Cup of tea. Yeah. You know, so if you had like unlimited resources, you know, maybe you didn't have a day job. Like what are some of your like big dreams or goals creatively? Is it just making a ton more short films or is it expanding and having more time to do 2D art or things like that? Mm. Like you won the lottery. What are you going to do? I, I think about that constantly. Yeah, <laughs> no, we all do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Art every morning. Mm-hmm. I mean... What else is yeah. there to say? What, is all, what else is there to say? I, like drink I, coffee in the morning and make art <laughs> until you're tired of it and then do something outside, I think would be the dream. Yeah, mm. I, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, the idea of a feature film is very daunting. Oof. A feature animation is more than one person could do. You could you could like coordinate a whole team and have a little have a production yeah, company. Do I want to? Yeah, do you do want I, to do, do that? Do I want to be a director? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but you do direct when you make some of your films, right? Like some of your shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when we're doing when we're doing stuff for the events, I guess I storyboard and then yep. direct yeah. them. Do you like doing that, or is that sort of like oh, I just got to get it done? No, uh, yeah, I, I don't like it that much. <laughs> I have two animator friends who I'm sure would be happy to be on your animation team for your feature <laughs> animation. We're just going to start coordinating for you right now. Yes. We'll just get all these people in. <laughs> what do you look to for inspiration creatively? Like, is it going out into the woods and you get ideas, or do you have freaky dreams at night like me or is it <laughs> you know is it kind of you know just comes out of nowhere like where are the muses talking to you from uh mostly in the morning right after drinking coffee or in between dreaming and and uh waking up ah, yeah. is where most of the ideas are coming from that's cool yeah that's a good time of day yeah yeah that's not really when 
that I think we've heard a lot. Like people get like ideas in the car or ideas in the shower or Mm -hmm. in an episode recently, ideas on the toilet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All over the place. Where you do your best thinking. (laughs) (laughs) I think we better squeeze in um, rapid fire now, actually. So we're going to ask real quick questions with nice little easy answers, hopefully. Okay. Uh, Favorite color? Purple with orange. Favorite scent? Sunscreen. That's a new one. Yeah. Favorite sound? The Pixar movie Wally. <laughs> any any of the noises that Wally makes. I love that. <laughs> I love that answer. movie. <laughs> Favorite texture to touch? The train is going by. <laughs> Just ignore that sound. <laughs> Wax. That's a good one. good one. Yeah. What other artist has influenced you the most? Uh, from animation, the master animator Richard Williams has uh, influenced a lot of my drawing and motion. And in real life, uh, definitely my partner Darcy, as she gets better and better at drawing and do- her doodles become more and more elaborate and become full comics. And also my close friend and collaborator Joe Pratt, um, who I've done a bunch of some short films with and then a bunch of the event kind of stuff with yeah very cool are there any artistic mediums that you haven't played with that you'd like to yeah um carving from wood blocks (gasps) cool what's the last new thing you've learned can be super mundane or life shattering can be (laughs) about anything at all (laughs) sometimes 80 percent is fine that's a really good one. Such a good answer. Yeah. I just, I want it on the record for our listeners that Alex is like really, really, really good at rapid fire. You're the probably the, one of the best. The, like the best we've ever had. There have been no 15 minute tangents yeah. at all. You're making the <laughs> tangent right now. It's amazing. <laughs> Clincher question. This is how we end every episode. If you could go back in time, what advice would you give your younger self? Have a script and storyboard for multiple projects ready before you go to film school. Oh, that's a good one. Such tangible, practical advice. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for sharing your thoughts and your <laughs> stories and everything on here. It's really cool. For maybe five or six years now, I've wanted to know more about you because you do so much. You've built such a cool community. And um, from the list of stuff that you do, it's like um, very, very prolific. Even though those take a long time, it's still a lot of work that you put into it. So I admire it a lot. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) And you like compliments just as much as Darcy, it feels like. You're like, oh, thanks. thanks. (laughs) Stop talking about me. Yeah. (laughs) Some people come on, they're like, oh, yes, tell me more. (laughs) Please do go on. Yeah. Um, But no, we appreciate you taking the time to come out here. And, you know, it's great to get to know more about you. Yep. Awesome. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah. Thank you again, Alex. And with that, show show us us your creative creative guts. Another big thank you to Alex Keown for joining us on Creative Guts. I really enjoyed listening to Alex talk. I really appreciate his work for its quirky, whimsical qualities. I like that he himself described it as with a little bit of creepy. And Alex himself 
presents as incredibly sure of himself, which is a trait I admire. He answered every question with ease because he's clearly put a lot of thought into his creative ventures. I've actually been really keen to know more about Alex for a long time. I admire him as a filmmaker and general creative, and it was so interesting to get a peek behind the curtain as to how he works. I'm immensely grateful for his part in the creation of a local film community with Rockwater and his contributions to art organizations like Wrong Brain and the former Sue's Space. That really makes this place a richer state to live in. I can't wait to see what he creates next. You can check out Alex's stuff, alexkeown.carbonmade.com. And on Instagram, he mentioned he's new to Instagram, instagram.com slash shoegrain. Don't worry about learning how to spell it because as always, you can find those links in more in the episode description. Find out more about Creative Guts online at creativegutspodcast.com and on Facebook and Instagram where our handle is at creativegutspodcast. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next Wednesday with another episode of Creative Guts. And now we just take a selfie because we didn't do it in the beginning. Oh, my God. Uh, We do need the checklist. (laughs) Yeah. You would have had to Photoshop one again. (laughs) We can almost fit. Yes, we have the person with the shortest arms taking this. (laughs) (laughs) So my phone has like... Are you a hiker at all? I noticed on your art that your initials are ADK, which is the initials for the Adirondacks. <laughs> yeah, I see I see that on the back bumpers of cars. <laughs> you should get some ADK gear. Half hour, uh, under 12. Sorry. Can you yeah, yeah. can you add it? Yeah. Um, we can edit a bunch, so like don't stress anything. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we reformatted the... So we reformatted... <laughs> now it's now don't it's, worry don't now worry. it's becoming scripted <laughs> the other half of the rockwater film festival duo alongside a past get f- i did f- it up <laughs> so i'm moving a little cursor around it blocks off the words and i i'm not gonna blame you but what a pain in the no i messed that up on my own but that did distract me for half a second okay here's the small intermission we always feel the need to make noises you know what in honor of alex keown let's just have a moment of silence that sounded like he died i can't use that blooper i'm so sorry alex i just meant because you were so comfortable with not filling silence i know i know you did a really good job i was like so impressed he just like look off yeah he would just think silently in like total like comfort i think there's a real presence of mind to do that and not feel compelled to like um it up yes um 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 let's do this uh conclusion Another big thank you. F- <laughs> I'm not sure what happened. I was doing fine. <laughs> I, I started the downslide and you just continued on. As always, you cannot find those links because there aren't any. <laughs> uh, I got them. I got them. Is that my job? <laughs> that was really funny. There you go. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can find these things that I'm not going to talk about somewhere. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs>
Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <clears throat> of creative guts. I also just realized where I stuck them didn't help you. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is fine. <laughs> I didn't really read that out or figure it out. Like I was supposed to say it. But, uh, yeah, whoopsie doopsie. So <laughs> it would have been hilarious if I didn't notice and just said, as always, you can find those links and more in the episode description, blah, blah, blah. And then like someone would listen be like, to it later and was links? like, what links? You f- <laughs> Honestly, like, we, I don't know how many bloopers we're going to have from his, so it's good we're messing up. You yeah. Know, he was just so on. You're such an optimist. You just looked right at the, like, yep. silver lining, right at the yep. bright side of our bullshit. Yep. <laughs> That's what you got to do. All right. Oh, God.